Hi, I'm Curious Cass, and this is Curiosity Junkie. Today's episode is a bit unusual as we follow and talk with Lance Hamilton on the Good Guys Racetrack here in Arizona. I got to do a ride along, and I think you can hear me laughing and whooping it up throughout the whole ride. It was a blast. We'll then move into his garage for a more personal chat about his 1985 Monte Carlo racing and good guys. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, like, subscribe, and feel free to donate. Your love and support is greatly appreciated. Ready to fly? Gonna go get him. Right on. Have a good one. Are you curious? I'm curious. <laughs> ah, right on. Okay, we are getting ready to head out on the first run. We're about to do the ride along with Lance Hamilton and his 1985 Monte Carlo. Wait for that light to turn green. Okay. When it turns green, then you get to go. changes I've made to the car. What have you uh, made? I know you've been working so on it So different tires, and I've changed the rear end a couple of times. It's got a different, it's got a two-track in it now with 373 gears, and it seems to be just right for this kind of race. Nice. Well. So far. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Still got a lot, there's a lot of cars here that are a lot faster, but at least I feel like I'm competitive again. Getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You took me for a ride. I did a little screaming. It was a lot of fun, and I think I did a, a little video. But I do get to uh, have a copy of the GoPro. Well, yes, we run a GoPro on every run, and um, I'll edit it up, cut it up for you, and get it to you. Sweet. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Well, Lance, thank you so much for letting me ride along, no for problem. chatting with me. And it's fun to be able to take passengers with us. That's you know, I mean, yes. that's what we like about the good guys racing, and it just take people with them and show them what it's like. Yeah. You know, I mean. It's, Fun. I highly recommend it. If anybody has an opportunity to do a ride along, so much fun. I was screaming and laughing the whole time. It might be hard to see what it is. So this is the data collection software that I was using. And this basically collects the speed, distance traveled, lateral G's, longitude G's, all the way through the course. And it tells me 
exactly what happened. I went all the way through, and I can go back and look and see, well, I could have went a little faster there. I went a little right. too slow here. It, uh, there's five or six of us here that are running the same software, and so we can compare between the two of us oh, and see. Cool. And it helps us. It just helps us get better. That's all we're trying to figure out, how to, how to go faster. Yeah. That's it. And so you have that all, that's all stuff you've added to your vehicle. Yeah, so it's all just track on a tablet and a, and, a, and, a, and a Garmin. I mean, it's just basically data collection is what it is. Okay. It's tracking right. how far we're going, so. I'll put so a video, awesome. whenever I put a video up and I put the speed and all the different specs on the video, yeah. I get it from this. Ah, okay. So, solo storm. I am here with the amazing Lance Hamilton. Let's talk about what Good Guys is, how you got connected with them, how they work. So Good Guys is primarily a car show. They, they're a series, they travel, I think, to 15 different cities throughout the United States through the summer. And it's a car show event uh, where they're, People bring their car, and they can be huge. They can be two, three, five thousand cars will show up at the car shows. Um, mm. They have vendors there. They have a vendor area, um, and they put on an autocross series also, where where people entrance in the show can take their cars over the autocross arena and race around cones in a parking lot. Right. It's time, and, and they're uh, they've been doing this. They they started doing it in the late 2000s, I believe. Um, I, I discovered it in 2010, yeah. and I've been racing with them since 2018 when they raised the limit up to 87 and up So to, to go into the event. It's a national series. There are four different classes. They separate the cars by bills, tire size, from all the way from beginners all the way up to pro axes, which are, they have sponsored race teams that actually race there. Wow. They have Speedway Motors and summit racing and the suspension companies have cars that travel through that go to the series also like right tech and speed tech and those kind of companies so um, do they use that for like testing they use it for testing and promotion both okay. yeah you know the the umi is another one uh, they sell the products in the vendor area so they put those products on the cars and they go out and race at the autocross and it helps show that their stuff is race proven and it works and yes. they develop their products and Everybody wants to do better. It's it's competitive, mm -hmm. but they're still very very friendly. Everybody's it's it's this series is different than most because everybody will help everybody. If somebody mm -hmm. breaks, everybody chips in and tries to fix it. Everybody, if somebody's going slow or having trouble, they were trying to help. You know, make shock adjustments or whatever. It's the car family is very important. Everybody gets along, and right. it's not like a race where it's me against you. You think some of that is because it has more of the personal side? Like these are personal vehicles. You guys have emotional attachment to them and everybody really understands that versus it's commercial oh, yeah. and somebody else is paying for everything oh so yeah oh, everybody yeah. understands the passion and the heart behind the car yeah, and everybody wants to get everybody to get better that's what yeah. everybody everybody it's no fun beating everybody it's everybody likes everybody to get better and help it's it's friendly it's camaraderie you come off yeah. the track and you're woo you yeah. know i mean <laughs> everybody's involved in it the spectator part of it a good guys is fun also they got the grandstands there when you come to the finish they got the jeff on the mic talking the announcer it's 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 yeah. it's different atmosphere than you get at most autocross races. Right, so, it's fun. What I liked about it too is that they had um, the old cars. We went and walked in. There were hundreds, if not thousands, of old cars there, and it was so much fun. And those guys have put a lot of time and money and elbow grease into their cars. It was just so much fun to sit down and talk with them because they're very proud of what they have. We found a couple of really cool Studebakers and some interesting cars where they put two cars together. So that's just a, a really cool piece of it. I, I 
love the fact that they do both. People like their cars or they're passionate about their cars. They like mm -hmm. to deal with it. It's fun to build something. That's kind of what I like about this is, is it's not meant to do what it does. Mm -hmm. um, and I've built it to go out and do what it does. And it surprises people. People come up to me all the time. How'd you get that car to do that? <laughs> you know, and that, that's fun for me. You know, and, yeah. and it's fun beating a Corvette in a Monte Carlo. Absolutely. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to beat all of them, but I can beat some of them. You know, so it's, yeah. it's and that's fun for me. Is you know, is it? Uh, it does things it's not supposed to do. Yeah. So you know, was it my first run? Sure. My first, first run. So the first run out on the track, you walk the track. You know, every track we go to is different. Yeah. It's not always the same track. So it's different every time. So we'll in the morning we'll go out and we'll walk it two or three times. Yeah and try to get a feel for where the corners are, what we're gonna make the car do in this certain spot. But the very first time you go, you kind of don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know how fast you're gonna go. You, know, you don't know how tight it's gonna turn. Where it, so it's, I'm kind of a little tentative a little bit on the first run, yeah. um, but still, you want to be as aggressive as you can. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, you turn, I think it was, we ran a low, a high 44. Yeah. That on that first run, and I think yeah. the best run of the weekend was a low 43. So it was nice. Okay, it was part of a good run. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think I made 15 runs for the weekend. Wow. And I think only three of those I did not have a passenger. So I took 12 different people for rides while I was there. Which I think that's so cool that you guys can do that because it's like a, an amazing experience. Anybody, yeah, you can sign, sign a waiver, put a helmet on, yeah. strap yourself in the passenger seat. I took a 12-year-old girl, a friend of mine's daughter. Yeah. Um, I took uh, you. I took three longtime SCCA autocrossers wow. that have never been to good guys before and never seen that kind of racing before. Three different ones came out to the event, and I took all three of them for a ride in the car, and they were, they were all surprised and liked it yeah you they're know. hooked now <laughs> they like it i mean one of them's thinking about buying a car you know i took a neighbor for the first time and um he's, he's thinking about building an autocross car See, so that's the problem with that yeah, it's, 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 you get to drive a car in anger without getting in trouble by the police <laughs> <laughs> and you got a stop clock telling you how, how well you did you know right. you compare it yourself so it's it's uh i like being able to take passengers mm -hmm. you know it's uh to be honest with you, it kind of helps me because those two right-hand turns, having weight in the passenger side actually helps me. The, I was slower on the runs without a passenger because I didn't have that ballast in the right-hand side plus right-hand turns. Wow, okay. So it's a done, I mean, the car weighs 3,500 pounds, so a couple, of, you know, 100, 150 pounds, it's not gonna make that much difference, but having it over on the right-hand side does help. Right, oh, that's awesome. Okay, Lance, so one of the things I wanna talk about is some of the improvements you've made with the car. It has lots of safety features in it. It has things that have boosted the engine. I know you haven't done that alone. A lot of this has been with some help with some really awesome friends. So let's talk about that a little bit. Well, the safety items first. Um, we, one of the other things we do is we do uh, high performance driving experiences on road courses. So we'll go out on a road course during a, a race event. We're not actually racing fender to fender, but we're on a road course going at speed with other cars on track. And the only, what we're basically limited to in most cases is that we can't pass in the corners. Mm. And you have to have a, you have to get a point by to pass. But otherwise you're out on a road course going, you know, we'll hit, 115, 120, 125 mile an hour on a road course. I wanted to run a Hans device mm. when I was doing road courses. Okay. So in order to, that Hans device is what goes on your neck and attaches to your helmet and it saves your neck from breaking in a, in a collision, basically okay. is what it does. Right. In order to be 
properly safe with the Hans device, you have to have a really good set of shoulder harnesses. The seats that I had in the car were not, they, they wouldn't work good with harnesses. They were too low in the back and it wasn't safe. So I made the decision to take the rear seat out, put a roll bar in, mainly so I could get a harness bar to put harnesses in. Mm -hmm. And then we put one piece uh, Recaro FIA rated racing seats in it. All of that was in a way to make it safe to run the shoulder harnesses, to run the Hans device for when I do road course devices, uh, races. Ah. It did more than that. It also, what I found was I, I run a GoPro on me when I race. Mm -hmm. And when I had the stock seats in it or when I had the, even the GTO seats in it, I was hanging onto the steering wheel all the time because you're flopping all over the place. Right. Once I put the race seats in it and the five point harnesses where I'm strapped down in it, my hands got relaxed. I'm not holding on anymore because the, the car, the straps have me strapped down in the car. So my hands are way more relaxed and you have way more feel for what the car is doing because you're, you know, so one, it's safer and two, you perform better because you're tied in better. You're not hanging on while you're in the car. Right. It makes perfect sense because I've, had the opportunity to ride in your car, and it does. It kind of tosses you around a little bit, which is fun, yeah. but the, the seatbelt does kind yeah, of keep I, you I help other drivers, I ride with other drivers and try to get them better, and if they don't have proper harnesses and seats and stuff in there, they spend time struggling hanging on mm -hmm. instead of trying to drive the car better. And right. it's, it's, I preach it all the time that a proper seat and proper harnesses will help you as a driver. I also put a fire system in the car. I see your little fire extinguisher. So, well, there's also a, uh, I've got a thick halon system, it's not a halon, I don't remember what the material is, but I've got a mounted fire extinguisher system which has a nozzle on the fuel pump, a nozzle on the driver's seat, and a nozzle at the back of the engine. And I've got a handle I can pull. So I can pull that handle and it, and it will, I just did that, again, for road courses. You don't really need that for autocross so much, but if on a road course fire or something that you, you know, mechanical, something mechanical could happen and you can have a fire and it's it's just a quick thing to help. Lance, one of the things I'm most curious about this whole experience is why did you choose the Monte Carlo? Well, I bought my first Monte Carlo when I was 17. 17? 17. 17. It was my, my first car. And okay. uh, since then I've had five or six Monte Carlos over wow. the years. And when I bought this one in 2007, 2007 I decided I'm gonna do what I want to with this car. Not try to keep it original, not try to be careful with it. I'm gonna do it right. Uh -huh. And so I started restoring a little bit, making it better, making it cleaner. It was all original when I bought it. It's never been painted, it's all still original paint. Oh, wow. Okay, and just for everyone, it is kind of a, I call it purple, you say maroon. It's a, it's a maroon. It's a maroon. <laughs> Some people call it purple, it's, it, but it's maroon. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, it's a 1985 Monte Carlo SS. Um, the, uh, they came with a 180 horse 305 and an automatic. Um, pretty anemic for mid-80s, but it was a pretty sporty car for the time. I graduated in 85, and I think that's why uh, I kind of went this route with this car. Yes, it has uh, a special... What is that? Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Thing to it? Yeah. Yes. Everybody says, I, I knew somebody had a car like that when I was in high school. <laughs> I, 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 you know, that comes up a lot. So yes. I spent the first couple of years just cleaning it up, making it better, put a little bit more engine underneath the hood, different rear end in it, you know, just made it pretty, mm -hmm. put better seats in it, 
um, for the first three or four years. That's all, but it was clean car, and it just kind of sat. I never ever drove it. Right. I didn't want to get it dirty. Right. <laughs> it's so, too pretty. <laughs> yeah. So in 2010, we came to Phoenix on vacation, mm -hmm. and we went to the Good Guys show to look at cars. Right. And I saw these people racing these old muscle cars around cones in a parking lot. And, you're like, and I sat there and watched them for two hours, <gasps> just watching these old cars go around in circles around these cones in a parking lot. And I was, you know, I was amazed by it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've got a muscle car at home. So I went back home to Kansas City and started researching autocross a little bit, started checking it out. I fa found out that we had a local SCCA region in Kansas City. Okay. And is that the racing side of it? Or? That's the SEC side of it. Okay. That's a different different series, but it's still autocross. Okay. okay. Um, but it was the only autocross we had. I, I couldn't race with good guys at the time because back then you had to be a 1972 or older car to race with good guys. Oh, wow. And this is an 85. So I couldn't, they wouldn't let this car in the show. Mm. But I found I could race with the SECA. So I started racing with them in 2012. Mm -hmm. um, and the car needed a lot of help. It was not very good. <laughs> it's a big, it's a big car. <laughs> yeah, it's not meant to do what we're doing. Right. So, but I, but it was my car and we, we, I wanted to make it better. And so we, we started working on it. We started, you know, upgrading the suspension, upgrading the brakes, upgrading the tires, upgrading the engine. I put a six speed manual transmission in it. Wow. All to try to make, and, Bracing it regularly the whole time. Yeah. Um, trying to get better, trying to get better as a driver. And um, you eventually got the car works pretty good. You know, for what it is, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. It's fun to drive. It's always been fun to drive. For all of you who are super curious about what Lance has under the hood, we're going to take a look. So this is a 383. It started out as a GM crate engine. Um, it's been upgraded a couple of times, most recently last summer. It's now got fast burn heads. It's got a Holley EFI fuel injection set up on it. I'm proud of it because it's a small block Chevrolet, not an LS. Everybody else likes to LS swap these cars, but I kept it old school with a small block Chevy. Um, it's still very, very streetable. It uh, has air conditioning, starts, runs, and drives smooth. Anybody can get in and drive it. It's got a really nice, easy clutch, but it makes over 500 foot-pounds of torque and over 500 horsepower. It, it pulls really, really nice out of the corners and still has tons of vacuum for the the power brakes and power steering. And it's mated to a T56 six-speed transmission. And it's got a four nine-inch rear end. Puts power down really nicely. So what really makes this car work is the suspension and the brakes and the wheels and tires. We have completely changed the geometry on the front of this car. Um, we have a great set of Ride Tech triple adjustable shocks on it that with custom valving in them. Got a humongous sway bar in the front. It's about a 1,500 pound sway bar. Most cars are in the three to 500 pound range. What the geometry does is it makes a better contact patch to get the tires in full contact with the track under all circumstances. I run the Falcon RT660 tires, which is a 200 treadwear tire. This is one of the newer tires out. Um, I'm really happy with the way they've worked so far. The StopTech brakes are amazing. They're great big six piston calipers, 14 inch rotors. I'm four years into this brake system and I'm still in the original rotors and pads. I've not changed the pads yet. They're, they're amazing the way they work. Uh, I've got them on the front and the rear. The Forge Line wheels, Forge Line makes some of the best wheels out there. They're great to work with. Just beautiful wheels. I trust them no matter what they're doing. In the back, I've got Ride Tech suspension back here also. I have a UMI sway bar and a Ford 9 inch with a Gear FX third member in it. Not a whole lot of custom stuff back here, but it's it it 
just does what it needs to do. I'd like it, it would be different if it was a three link or if it was independent rear suspension, it probably could be a little bit better, but I've decided not to cut up the back of this car and change it. So we just, we make what we have work. The shocks really, really help this car do what it does. Lance, I want to say thank you so much for coming on Curiosity Junkie podcast, hosting us in your garage, taking me for a ride at the good guys um, experience. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for having me. It's been, uh, been fun. Absolutely. Thank you again. And thank you to all of you for tuning in, listening. Stay safe, stay curious, and I'll see you next week. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the subscribe button to follow us and receive new episodes each week. If you really enjoy the podcast and you're feeling generous, please hit the donate button.